Hi and welcome to The Practice Gap, the podcast for closing the gap between the practice you have and the one that you want. I'm Elizabeth, a chiropractor, a business owner, coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you move from frustration and overwhelm to clarity, focus and joy in practice. Hi, Hilde Schultares. Hello. Hello. (laughs) From Bryne, Norway, here in the studio. I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you. And today we are going to talk about having a niche brand or clinic and specializing in something you are passionate about. Yes. Yes. Tell me, uh, tell the audience a little bit what you are passionate about in chiropractic. Mm. Uh, well, I think that that's, that's no surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. I've always been very passionate about um, pregnancy and pediatrics, all the way back to when I started chiropractic school. And I think that passion is no less today than it was when I started a little bit over 20 years ago. At, uh, you are one of the few, uh, few people in Norway that hold a specialist Maybe, ties, yeah. uh, title. How has that changed your practice? I think that what it has done the most, one thing is what it's done for me, which is I have uh, increased my knowledge base, which I think is great. But I think the most useful part is that it's even more clear to the market out there what I do. So I'm actually easier to find, sort mm-hmm. of. To, it's, um, it's not a lot of chiropractic clinics in Norway that are specialized in really anything. Mm. Could you talk a little bit about the possible benefits of specializing some more in this uh, time and age? Mm. Especially for younger chiropractors who want yeah. to start their own clinics. Yeah, I think that, I think it's useful to, uh, and you do that here in Norway because you have the internship, you see, all, you see all sorts of kinds of different patients. But I think that there's, different reason. One thing is in terms of visibility in the market, which we just talked about. And we see that not just in our profession, but it goes for everything else, that the competition is getting increasingly bigger. So it's harder for the in that ocean of, you know, different options and choices. uh, How are you going to stand out? And it's much more easier to stand out if you have sort of like a clear brand message. Mm. Right. And you're then attracting the customers that you want, that you have the skill set to, to help, which I also think is important. How do you find mm. uh, out what you, pa- I mean, to, to, how do you find what to specialize in? Okay, so how do you find your passion? I think that if I was to say one advice is to pay, whenever you're talking about different aspects of your chiropractic professional life, pay attention to how you feel inside when you're talking about a certain subject because there's a difference. You can totally, you can see it and you Mm. can feel it once you hit something that, you know, fires that flame that you have inside. Your whole, you're going to get into what we call that flow state where your whole body is just uh, energized and vibrating and you're so, you know, energetic when you're talking about it. That's the clue. That's a good clue. That's a cue. Another clue is also if you have someone in your list and you can't wait for that person to come in. Yes. <laughs> that is yeah. also yeah. like, like give yeah. me more of that to one person. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like I, I can give patient information about a shoulder and a knee, but uh, it doesn't set me on fire. And that's obvious to me. I can feel it. 
Uh, but I think it's also obvious to, you know, the patient, yeah. the difference between when I start talking about my passion, which is pregnancy and pediatric, the whole energy shifts. So that's how I found it. What happens when you have found your passion? What happens with, to your practice? I think that also a good sign if you have found your passion is that, and I thought about this a lot, you know, not only in terms of what I do in the clinic, but also with the BB Hug Me stuff. It's, you can't not not do it. You know, you, you might have all these fears about going into a niche and, and, you know, insecurities and whatnot, but there's something inside you saying, like, I cannot not do this. I have to do this, regardless of all these possible obstacles. What was your question? Um. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I forgot. We I'm talked sure. about uh, passion. Mm. Yeah, what, what, how it changes how you practice. Yes, I think... For me, I can only speak on behalf of myself, but I think I see this in others too, is that you have bring a whole different energy to work. And I think there's less risk of you growing tired and burned out. Mm -hmm. Because that's a lot of people in the healthcare industry, therapists, you know, they end up hurting themselves just as much as they're helping other people, burning out, getting injuries and whatnot. And I think that I don't know. But if you are truly aligned with your passion, it doesn't feel like work. So I don't think you're, um, yeah, you're not at the same risk of being unhappy at work, thinking, you know, just going through the daily grind. You, you go to work and you're excited and, you know, the day flies by and, yeah. What is your advice for a chiropractor who kind of goes to work and he or she is kind of like, oh, this is kind of just work. I'm here, I'm doing my stuff, and then I have my life outside the clinic. Mm. And they realize it's tough to build a practice, and they don't, it's not, they kind of feel like they're not making it. How should they go about to make some, like, where should you start when you're kind of hitting that wall and like, this is not the, what I expected this stuff to be? Mm. I think that you have to, do some uh, self-work. <laughs> and Start uh, with yourself yes, again. You have to, uh, I think it's great that you're you're getting to that point. Mm. You know, it might feel horrible, but it's, it's you know, usually that means that you're close to making a pivot. Uh, and usually that means your growth, growth is painful, no matter how you look mm. at it. But uh, my advice would be to, to maybe seek out some coaching. Like I do some coaching, I have coaching uh, certification. I know you do some coaching. Mm -hmm. Get in touch with a coach that knows the industry and yeah, just go through a process there. Yeah. So find support. a chiropractic coach that yes. can help guide you. Mm -hmm. Cause probably most of people have been there at some point, some more than extreme than others. Yeah. What is the common traits of a chiropractor that you admire who've done something special? What's do you see some commonalities? Yeah, passion. <laughs> passion. We're back again. Passion. Yeah, passion, we're yeah. back to passion. Yeah, I think passion. And I think that I love chiropractors that are not afraid to have an opinion and a meaning and a belief and really just go with it. So you have to stand for something. You have to find yeah. something and yeah. be, mm -hmm. be in it. Yeah. I think, uh, and also, I mean, if you're looking at people that I also admire that have been successful chiropractors, they have put in the work because you don't get anything for free. You have to create your own opportunities. So, and I think that many of them have done that. There's so many smart, wise, 
passionate chiropractors out there that are just wonderful to have conversation with. And every time I leave a conversation like that, I feel more, I feel refueled and energized and I'm even more sure in that I'm in the right profession. And on that note, I'm also thinking if you are <laughs> lack of passion, <laughs> talk yeah. with some of the wonderful colleagues because people really love to talk about the things they're passionate about. Yeah. So if you want advice, talk to people, reach out. I see the when you take the courage, at least the times that mm. I've taken courage, mm. talking to people that I don't, I don't know about something I know that they're good mm. at, I'm amazed <laughs> of how much advice they share and how much they want to talk about it and how extremely much I learned from uh, just the conversations. Mm. And you know, also a good tip, and I've done this since, uh, since I graduated, I actually invite myself to come visit Uh, some chiropractors just for half a day or a day in their office just to to observe and you know it's I've been in clinic for over 20 years and it's just a couple of years since the last time I did that yeah. so I never feel like I stop learning you know there's always something to pick up and it's not just sometimes it's how they work technique wise but a lot of times it's about patient communication and Uh, how they talk about what they do and things mm. like that. So that's also a good way, you know, visit different niche clinics and uh, just be there and observe and, and pay attention to how it makes you feel. And just being into different offices, just the environment yes. to, to be in the waiting area, to see what mm. people have on the walls. Yeah. And also a very good thing is to, when there's good practitioners in the area, and to get the treatment from other professionals or uh, chiropractors mm -hmm. just just to feel different hands and techniques yeah. it's super yeah. also super useful it is yeah you want to be able to put yourself in your patient's shoes what are niches that um, are n not um, explored for uh, chiropractors what so, are some blue so you, oceans out there yeah, so that's, yeah are you asking me what is the next blue ocean oh no just, i'm just i'm just thinking we should have a little we can throw back and forth a yeah. little ideas well we have the pregnancy pediatrics now mm -hmm. and we have sports and we have neurology ultrasound mm -hmm. i think as and this ties in with you know what we're learning in terms of epigenetics and new biology and things like that but definitely something along more of a holistic approach so what do you think like when you say holistic what do you mean like mind and body like you have to see like the whole person so i think something in that direction are there small niches how about like a knee clinic or a foot clinic foot and ankle clinic i know there's somebody actually opened uh, i know there's a chiropractor who opened a foot and ankle clinic yeah somewhere mm. other niche and then of course chiropractic and elderly there's many they? different interesting I mean? techniques that mm. are not so uh, utilized and known at least here in norway and i'm sure it's the same thing in other markets so you know that's one way to go just figure out what types of techniques are out there treat chiropractic treatments techniques and things like that and uh but i don't know i don't have a good answer for you what's next <laughs> <laughs> you have to look at you know one thing is you can't just decide like i'm gonna do a knee and ankle clinic and then opening up a clinic and there's no market there you need to find the market you also need <laughs> to know that you have the market in front of you right yeah and that also goes back to the last podcast where yes. we talked about like you have to is there a need yeah is there it a need? has to solve a problem yeah, it has to solve for a someone problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that they're willing to pay for 
but it's still, I mean, there are, uh, I mean, I'm sure like in 10 years, um, when you come back to the studio, I'm sure there's a tons of things uh, that have opened up and developed uh, and the world is different and we need to change our approach and our um, thoughts and to just to that new market also yeah but i think that people are looking for more and more like i said holistic ca- mm. uh, care where they're seen as a whole person not just sort of like a mechanistic view yeah. uh, because of you know your body is not separate from your mind everything in the same nerve circuits whether it's a mental trauma or physical trauma it's the same same nerve circuits that get activated mm. so you know you have to I think definitely that's the way to go. Yeah, and I think also the society is changing. There's lots and lots um, connection between people, yeah. and people are more and more lonely, mm. and people don't get touched, and people are too much on the screen, <laughs> yeah. on the phones, yeah. and on the. So it kind of changes. I, I especially I changed how I work with my patient, and also how the needs. I think I've changed a mm. lot mm. and then that will probably keep continuing unless something really yeah. big happens. And, and I think it. that there's also one very important job that we do, which is uh, in terms of patient education about the human body, how it's designed and how it functions and whatnot, because that's useful information to everyone, whether or not they want to get adjusted. I Something that I read, I, th- I don't know if it was Bruce Lipton that said it, but it hit me in the pit of my stomach. And mm-hmm. he said, currently the world is drowning in information, but lacking in wisdom. And I feel, yeah. I feel that very much. I feel like we're moving away from sort of nature in how we uh, take care of our bodies and I just think that we need to to reset a little bit and part of taking care of it you know it's not just physically it's also mentally and and connection wise and and whatnot Mm. so because we've never had more people around us but there's never been any more like lonely people and that affects your physical health in a huge way as well quality of life yeah really everything yeah everything for uh, younger chiropractors who wants to open their own clinic that has a dream of building a business, what are some advice? Well, you have to, you could be really good at your prof- chiropractic profession and what you do, but you have to also take care of the business aspect of it. So again, my advice would be to talk to someone who's done it before. I mean, of course, you can figure out everything yourself. But the good thing is that, you know, talking to other people, you can hear what successes they've made but more importantly i think that it is that and i certainly do that willing to share what not to do yeah and try to avoid that (laughs) yeah right so i think that would be start with a conversation with someone maybe someone who has a clinic that you love or like and go talk to them uh, about it what what are some of the immediate pitfalls that uh, you can fall into when opening your own business spending too much money Yeah, I think that because we're in a profession where there's a limit to how much you can make in a day, there's only Mm -hmm. so many hours, you have to really sit down and do the numbers. You have to figure out, you know, let's say you want to rent a clinic at a certain space, and that's one pitfall. Don't have more space than what you need. You don't want to have any empty rooms during the day because that's a waste of money so you really need to minimize the space and that's opposite some people opposite of what some people think they want a nice spacious open clinic Mm -hmm. but that's not so smart so you need to actually figure out how much money 
how much money do I want to make? And how many people do I have to see a day to make that? And then you have to also calculate, okay, I have this and this and this expense. How do they fit? Mm, that's an excellent, excellent advice. Mm. Anything else? Yeah, uh, marketing. Marketing is difficult, you know, mm. uh, online marketing in this landscape today and you, you're not a, you're not going to be able to compete with the bigger bigger brands or bigger uh, companies so my advice would be to be very specific about sort of create your own brand who you are who you serve what problems you solve and be very specific about that in your messaging mm-hmm. and uh, we talked a little bit in a conversation earlier about the difference between the cost of bringing in a new patient versus retaining patients and that's something also to be aware of because in the beginning all you can think about I need as many new patient uh, clinics uh, patient in the clinic as possible Mm. but that's not where you're going to make your money it's taking care of the old ones exactly wanting people to come back yes uh, and retaining patients and it's also beneficial for the patient because you know it's like I could go once every 10 year to the dentist or whatever, but that doesn't really take care of my teeth, right? I yeah. have to consistently do it. And it's no different with chiropractic care. If you want the full benefit, you have to be consistent about it. Some other advice on the, hmm, that you have for younger people who are ready to build their business and clinic. I think how the market is today, I would, I wouldn't start my own clinic right out of school. I mean, that was possible when we were done because there wasn't so many chiropractors in the market. But today, I don't think I would uh, would have done that. I would actually go and work a year or two in a clinic that I love. This is like, I would love to run a clinic like this. Okay, I'm going to work there two years, a few years, three years, learn as much as possible, and then maybe do it. What is the biggest as a, when we uh, came back how, how many years have you been in practice i graduated in 2002 so that's 20 years yeah. in practice <laughs> i'm 27 i just found out when we came back you really didn't have a choice it's like no you no you just you uh, had to you had to open mm. your own clinic and very yeah. few people so then it's like you you go through school with a mindset that yeah you and i think that that's one of be- one of the benefits f- we had from coming from an uh, american chiropractic school because everything is private in america so every you know you have to build your own business so that was actually part of schooling because i remember talking to some colleagues that went to chiropractic schools in europe and where the business aspect of running a clinic was they didn't even talk about it. It was a little bit helpful, at least mindset-wise. You knew we had to do it, so you just started figuring out the information that you needed. For people that you uh, know coming back from school now, do, do peop- when, you young, when you meet younger chiropractors, do people talk about starting their own clinics or that is that topic kind of gone a little bit more? Mm. Well, I'm probably not the best at You know, I've been so busy with <laughs> know, it's like people hug me. I don't feel like I've seen a lot of uh, newly yeah. grads lately. But I feel that there's been a little bit of a shift. It sounds actually like a new podcast. I need to find a young person to see. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, what are your hopes for the future? Yeah, mm. yeah. I think maybe people are craving a little bit more security now. So maybe it's not so tempting to start your own clinic because there is a lot more competition. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, definitely talk to someone who's in that situation. Before you go, I would love to hear what is your vision for chiropractic 
in the future. Ooh. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Or one uh, wish. Yeah. One wish. Well, I don't know if I have an answer to that, but I do know one thing, and I feel that to the core of my being and body, mm-hmm. and that is that more than ever before, the chiropractic is needed in this world. And I, I can't on the spot give you a very good answer of why, but mm-hmm. as we're learning more and as new more research is coming out, I a lot of times see that it aligns very well with the whole philosophy mm-hmm. of chiropractic from over a hundred years ago, 150 years. So which is, it amazes me. Yeah, it, uh, it, that is really amazing. Yeah. So to wrap up a little bit, the big take-home message from today's conversation is Can find I say your something? passion. Yes. Yes. I just, I, you know what? I want to say something uh, to that question is that people need chiropractic care. And I think that chiropractors in a, are in a position that we're a little bit different. We're looking at our patients a little bit different. And I think that that's, we have to really take care of that uniqueness. We can't lose ourselves and become like just like everyone else we have to take care of our unique identity and i think that if we do that we will gain an even bigger place in the healthcare industry and to our customers if we don't do it um, I'm not so sure. Hopefully with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. I just had to say that. Yes, thank you for doing that. So then I will go back and try and do a little wrap up. Yep. Find your passion. Yes. Yes, number one. It's much more fun if you do. Much more fun. Mm-hmm. And you have all the energy to keep on yes. working when through uh, get uh, things get rough. Mm-hmm. If you want to start a practice, talk with people who have done it before. Yes, so you don't successfully. Success. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> that's actually a very good point. Yeah. P- talk with people who have been successful. When you are ready to start your own practice, look at the numbers. Love your you math. You have to do the math. Do the math. Love mm. numbers. Start loving numbers. Don't have empty space empty space costs money Mm. and make you worried Mm. and look at how much money you would like to make and to see if there and how many patients you want to see a day to see if it all adds up yes if it doesn't add up don't do it don't do it make a new plan yeah (laughs) make a new plan it's as simple and as hard as that (laughs) it's really really simple to build a practice but it's very very hard yeah thank you so much Hilda it's wonderful talking to you thank you Uh, Uh, And thank you for sharing all your advice and knowledge. Thank you. You as well. Bye.